<laughs> well, that's a good start to a podcast. Hello and welcome once again to Wawado, Water Warriors Against the Laurel. This is Raffaella and today I am here with my good friend Crystal. Hi Crystal, how are you? Good, hello, hello. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? What are we pissed off about today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's never a lack of content. Um, but interestingly enough, I want to talk about fire hydrants. Fire hydrants, you know, it's really funny. I know a lot about a lot of stuff and I knew nothing about water and I'm slowly same, becoming an expert. Same. But the funny thing is, I'm not finding out what I know. I am finding out how much I don't know. Absolutely. And more than that, how hard it bloody is to find information yes. that you want to know about. Correct. So, okay, hit me with a fire hydrant. Well, not, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> hit me with a fire hydrant question. So, um, you'll probably remember maybe a week ago that we had a neighbor that shared a picture on our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And with the fire hydrant, and I couldn't at first quite tell what it was because it looked like a, almost like a plastic toolbox on top of a fire hydrant with a big, thick steel chain and a padlock. Mm. And that really grabbed my attention. And so she didn't know what it was either. And it's the fire hydrant in front of her house. And I thought that's pretty disconcerting to think about. We live so does that mean the fire hydrant doesn't work? Well, that was my question when I saw it. Um, Do you have an answer? Immediately. Um, it's been a week. What have you been doing for do a week? Do I have an answer? Well, I have more information um, that I would love to share with you. But again, it goes back to what you just said about how difficult it is mm-hmm. when you're trying to find information in all of the government agencies, whether it is county or state or even federal um, agencies, and it is really complex. So. Long story short, I emailed um, Chief Norman, who is the chief of Tulare County Fire Department, and I do have to say that he was very gracious and emailed me back within less than 12 hours. So I was very appreciative of that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I thought that was great. So what did you ask him? Yes. So my questions, I had several, but one of the questions I asked was for him to refer me to laws and our codes that determine the standards for fire hydrants to include, but not limited to, installation, maintenance, availability and access, testing and pressure. So that was my first question. Right. It's funny because I always thought that fire hydrants were under the control of firefighters or fire station or fire authorities or whatever you want to call them. And I found out that that was not the case when in March we did not have any water at all. And then they hooked us up to irrigation water. But at first we still had very little water. Remember that time? Oh, do I ever. So my husband and I were walking and I go past the fire hydrant, which is gushing out water. And in fact, there was so much water at the beginning of the street, which is closest to us on Deer Creek, that by the time we got to the end where your friend lives, there was a big mess on the ground because everything had been corroded by the amount of water that was gushing out of this fire hydrant. And I'm like, the hell is going on? We have no water and this water is just going everywhere. So what do I do? I called the fire department and go, hey, this water is just going everywhere. And they said, 
where do you live? And I told them, they're like, oh, that's not under us. That's under Deloro, your water company. I'm like, yeah, I should have known. So someone said, well, maybe they were bleeding the line. And I'm like, well, they're bloody to death now because there's literally so much water coming out. <laughs> not to mention if they would have just let us know, we could have been down there with our buckets. Washing our hands. <laughs> capturing the buckets of water to flush our toilets right? at that time. So that's when I found out that fire hydrants were actually under the control of the water company. Still didn't kind of make sense. So then I got a call from Carmen the other day and she said, well, guess what? Apparently the fire department at the golf course, well, not at the golf course, but they went to the golf course to test the fire hydrants a couple of years ago and they got in huge trouble with the Laura because the Laura accused them of wasting water. Oh now, I would like to think that actually testing a fire hydrant, you're gonna have to have the water come out. Of course. Because uh, that's how you test how much water is coming out. And then that, um, I don't consider that a waste of water because we're in a very high hazard area with fires because we're in a national forest or very close to it. So anyway, so that's how I found out. And that's when I called you guys. I'm like, okay, what is going on here? I don't know. So what happened is Aaron, Aaron and I got in the car and we went to the fire station in town. There was no one there. We went to the one on Bear Creek and we talked to them. They had no idea about a lack of water which is not really encouraging considering they will be like kidding? the first or the second oh to respond because obviously if the ones in town are out to a fire they right. will be the ones responding to us and so they were giving us some kind of information that now they are a uh, car fire as opposed to Larry County to Tulare County fire so you know they're like well they're not under a jurisdiction but yes we will be the ones to respond well I have a friend of mine who is a firefighter uh, somewhere else, not for Car Fire or Tulare County Fire, but he lives in the area. So I'm like, okay, well, let me ask him. So I texted him and it's like, oh, let me find out. And he said, you know, I work for a city and in the city, and this is interesting, now I will be going looking around. Every fire hydrant has a different color and the color determines how much pressure there is in it. So he's a fire captain, so he knows depending on the type of fire, which hydrant he needs to hook up his hose to. Um, and one thing I did find out from the um, car fire people is also that, uh, so apparently fire hydrants have to be about 500 feet apart, no more than 500 feet apart from one another. And I think actually it's technically something like 320 meters. I mean, I can't do the conversion. Sure. It's in meters, but it, it works out in feet sure. as well. But they have a 500 meter hose. So if there is a fire, then they can go 500 meters the other direction. And regardless of the PSI, well, no, the PSI is important in the fire hydrant, but they have some kind of machinery or clever thing on their truck where they can multiply and make more pressure to put out a fire faster. I'm like, okay, that's good. So I said, okay, but what happens if you can only use one fire hydrant on one end and the one in the middle is broken and then you can't get to the other end and they're like yeah that's a problem and i'm thinking yeah that's a problem those are our houses so anyway um i'm texting back and forth with my friend and he said right send me a picture so it was his day off and he went and drove to that fire hydrant and then he called me back and he's like are you crazy post this everywhere on social media this should not be happening we cannot use that fire hydrant i said well hold on Crystal talked to someone and they told her that even though there is a, apparently it's a pressure measuring box thingy. Right. So, so from my email with Chief Norman, when I asked him about this, 
He shared with me um, uh, the CPUC, the California Public Utilities Commission, there's a general order, 103A, very formal sounding, um, which is the standard apparently that um, water companies, water purveyors must meet for their water systems and their, it's the regulatory authority. And I think we're gonna do a podcast later about that. So what he shared was that Tulare County Fire is only involved in either new installation, um, through the encroachment permit process that's conducted through another Tulare County agency, and they perform a courtesy plan of the proposed hydrant location and fire flows based off a of fire code. So again, another right. code. Right, now I did find out Another though, code. Yeah, there's only small codes. I did find out that if there is a pre-existing subdivision and the code gets updated, um, that they don't have to. No, they are grandfathered. Yes, so, and I'm like, okay, yeah, at right. least I'll give them exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. So I am hoping and assuming that when they built Montgomery Ranch, they did adhere to those regulations. I haven't physically gone to measure how far apart the fire hydrants Me are, either. but you know what, yeah. we should. I agree. So, but so we haven't done that yet. when I asked, and the, so the other question that I had asked then specifically was if it was legal for Del Oro to chain and lock access to fire hydrants in our neighborhood, and he said in his email that. Um, if the fire hydrant is in the public way, there's no law from preventing them from doing it. Um, but the public can launch a complaint with the CPUC as they are the regulatory authority. So this is the funny thing. So CPUC is the regulatory authority, which they're not regulating very much right now. Um, but ultimately, the firefighters are the ones who need to go and put the fire out. So my friend said, okay, so, so if I understand correctly, I told him, hey, Crystal just told me that the Laurel claims that this is just a pressure measuring thingy box. Yeah, well, um, let me tell you, I have to tell you what the lady said when I called because literally I thought she'd hung up on me because it was silent. So I called the number on the box that has the Del Oro door hanger, right? And it says, do not tamper with, has a person's name and has a number to call, which is just the Del Oro mainline in Chico. So I called, I gave them my name, and I said, hey, I have a question for you. There's this box on a fire. And I explained the whole thing, and it was just dead silent. And I said, are you still there? And it was still a little bit silent. And she goes, excuse me, what? <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, I'll explain it again. And again, she was dead silent after I explained it, asking, telling her about this box. And then she kind of laughed, and she said, I have no idea, but let me find out. Do you know what worries me though? So in this case, it was just you being curious, I guess, right? But if there was an emergency and oh, that curious. is the number... Pissed. <laughs> Mad, but, yeah. But no, yes. but my point is, yes. if, that, if that is the number that is on the box for people to call, you would assume that if a firefighter had an issue, we'll call that number right. and the person would have to go and find out. Right. Now, the fire is not going to wait for you to find right. out. Right? So, the people who answer the Laurel's phones, by the way, are super nice. Yes, I agree. Um, but that's not the point. If right. they are not aware, it's, it's the same time when it happened. Something happened, I can't remember what it was, and I called them up, and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember now. I called up, and I said, well, I have no water. She's like, oh, yeah, that's because the sub pump or something like that, a broken booster pump, that was it, is broken. And I said, well, why don't we know about this? Exactly. And she, and it was during the weekend, and she said, honestly, I'm only the emergency on-call person. I have no idea. I don't actually work for Deloro. And I said, okay, so I understand it's not your fault. Um, so where do we get drinking water? And she's like, well, I don't know about that either. 
but let me find out and get back to you. Funny enough, no one ever got back to me and there was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Anyway, so what we found out through all this, so when I called my friend and I said, okay, how often do fire hydrants need to be tested? Because that was not something that had occurred to me. And so he said, well, we test them every three years, but the law says every five years. But be aware that if our private property, we do not test them. However, we supervise, as in we can ask for the numbers. So he said, if there's a trailer park in town, we are not allowed to go in and test them. And I said, but these are on public roads. These are not in a gated community or anything. He said, yes, however, unfortunately, they are owned by the Laurel, and the Laurel are the ones who need to test them. And so I said, okay, how do I find out what the test results were? How do I find out when they were last tested? How, because I've been here seven years now, granted, I never spend my days and, you know, I work, obviously. So just looking out for someone coming to test the fire hydrants. But seven, almost eight years here, I had never seen anyone testing anything. Well, no, I'll tell a lie. Once we started complaining about the no water, of course, then you see the the, the lot of people around. But until then, I haven't. So then, okay, so there's so much going on. We've got a meeting to organize. We have appointments. we, We have all this stuff that we're working on. And so... Just so you know, guys, we kind of split our duties. And so I texted Chris and I'm like, hey, once you're off work, can you do research on that? Who needs to tell us what? How do we find out? Chris was really good with FOIAs, which is the Freedom of Information Act requests. And so she's like, sure, I'll just show a FOIA and find out all our test results. So what is the answer to that? Right. Well, we don't have one yet. So, and so in California, it's the, it's, it's the same, so FOIA is federal, then it's the California Public Information Act. Um, so I do want to go back really quickly to when I called Del Oro. Oh, yeah. I do want to let you know what she said in the end after she got her answer is that nothing to worry about. It is a meter measuring pressure because of the pressure issues that we're having in the neighborhood. Right. What date is it today? <laughs> I mean, if you think about how long we've not had pressure and when we had our original public community meeting and... July 28th. Okay. And literally no idea that we didn't have water, even though numerous uh, numerous people had been calling, numerous people had been complaining, and Janice Hanna and uh, Nathan, who is the... Proctor, yeah, he's the superintendent. Yeah. Of our local area, didn't know that we didn't have water. So I just... That's... Well, you know, and that's the funny thing, as we, you know, and probably this is for a different podcast, sure. but I'm just going to throw it out there and mention it, that um, I found out that by law, because they are under the CPUC, they have to respond to complaints within three days well, they have to acknowledge the complaint within three days and then they have to send a full response within 10 days. And I can tell you that it's been months yes. um, and my emails have been sent and I yep. do have dates. Yes. Obviously, I have them in my sent folder yes. and they've never been responded to. I was actually even unsure if they were getting the emails or they, they just blocked me. Uh, if it wasn't that once um, I, I emailed someone at the Loro and it wasn't Janice Hanna at the time. I didn't know about this Janice Hanna woman. And um, the email said, just so you know, we are having a meeting regarding the Deloro water issues. And within less than an hour, I got an answer from Janice Hanna saying, mm-hmm. I will be there with Nathan Proctor. So I thought, oh, you do read my emails then. Right. Even though every day I was emailing saying, I have no water. I have no water. That is, to, uh, that is a complaint to me. 
and yet no one ever responded. So, but I think that's a completely different Absolutely. issue together. So let's go back to the fire hydrant. We're trying to figure out right. who needs to test them. We right. figured out the Laurel Hill is the one who's testing them. And then how often do they need to test them? We don't have an answer to that because you did do a request to Janice Hanna. I've done two now. And so um, tomorrow will be, oh, actually today's the third day. So if I don't hear back from her by tomorrow, um, that will be the third day for the first one. And then I sent another one follow-up yesterday. So, And so I guess what we'll have to do then is file a complaint with the CPUC to say your complaint procedure is not being followed because they haven't even acknowledged this. At all. So, okay, so we don't know when they were last tested. Nope. We don't know what the results are. Nope. Now, did you find out if we are um, entitled to the test results? Absolutely, we are. We are entitled? We are entitled. But there was some stuff that you find out that we're not entitled to, So, but it's not about the fire hydrants, so we'll keep that for yeah. the next, uh, for okay. the next for another okay. episode. Okay, okay. Yes. okay. So, as far as the fire hydrants are concerned, I um, actually, one of our neighbors had gotten in touch with Tulare County Fire. She got a call back from the fire marshal. She gave me the number. I called him and he was like, what are you guys on about? I mean, he was very polite. He didn't yeah, quite sure. say it like that. But it's like, what are you on talking about? And I got this, this black box. And honestly, I had a friend of mine who's a firefighter go by. He said, no way, if in the middle of the night, I, there's a combo lock box, by the way, on, on the padlocks, just so you guys know. He said, in the middle of the night, in the dark, well, at any time, but especially in the dark, in the middle of the night, I don't have time to be messing around with a padlock. And so I would have to just cut the chain off, except we're not required to have a chain cutter in a truck. We, if it's in a rush, we're, all we're required to have is a hose which is always there, basically. I mean, I don't know if it's always there, but I'm like, that we make sure we have. We don't have time to waste. And that could be the difference between a house or a neighborhood burning down or not. And in fact, the law says it has to be cleared by so much, which I don't know what the match is, but I'm sure they have to have room to get to the fire hydrant. So he's saying, yes, I can get to the valve. I cannot open the water to the valve. So yesterday we were talking to a different firefighter, and he went by and he said, well, it is usable. That doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. So today, after I talked to a neighbor, I called the fire marshal myself and I explained the situation. And it's like, yeah, I had no idea you guys had no water. How long have you had no water for? And I said, well, since March. He said, what? I said, yeah. And that's why supposedly they're measuring the depression. Because, well, it makes sense that they measure it there. I'm like, no, it makes sense that they measure it there. But is it okay to have a box on it for over a week. He goes, oh, no, it's not. And they have not informed us. Now, how quickly do they have to inform the fire department if there's something on a box? Well, if there's an, you mean if there's an emergency? No, if there's something wrong with the fire hydrant, if it's somehow um, unavailable or unusable, inoperable, or obstructed. I believe two hours. Mm -hmm. 120 believe, minutes. Yes. So I it's been a week. Yeah. yeah. And to date, yeah. they have not heard about it. Uh, well, they have now. I sent them a picture of it too. So I have a feeling we'll have the fire department here checking that out. But again, they said, are you aware that the Laura is the one that is supposed to maintain them? And I'm like, yes, we know. And if you actually have a complaint, guess who we have to go to? The CPUC. The CPU flipping C. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that's uh, so that's a saga on the fire hydrant, unless you've got a, something else. I mean, the whole point is, we already have very little, oh no, and this is one thing I always wanted to bring up. So, 
We come back to the point that we had no water. We took videos every day. Oh, I need to stop tapping the table. We um, took videos every day of no water coming out of our faucet. So the Department of Drinking Water from the water boards, the DDW, um, got in touch with the Laurel. The Laurel said that's not true. They have plenty of pressure. And so, of course, we know that's not true. And so we sent the video to the DDW. And then that's when we got all these water restrictions, which is a whole other oh, podcast boy, now. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I, I think I forgot my point, what I was trying to say. But um, there clearly wasn't any. Oh, yes, this is what I was going to say. So for all this time, um, I've lost my train of thought again. So yeah. <laughs> I'll come back to it. Well, I just. I don't know what your thought is, but I, I think for me, the time that has gone by and the complete lack of response by Del Oro to fix anything. Mm-hmm. We've, you have said it on every single podcast. Nobody blames Del Oro for the flood. They I, are, you know, I'm beginning to think that they might have had something to do with it because <laughs> they seem to have had that thing and everything that's gone wrong. But. but they've done nothing to fix the issue. We know they lost some wells. We know that. Mm-hmm. Well, then go drill more. How many? I mean, we're on month what? It was March 10th. Well, no, 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 no. They had the wells. Well, they, we, they abandoned some. Because no, we have two perfectly, perfectly functioning wells that are not... Put a freaking generator to them. But that's what I'm saying. That's my point. It's like they have done nothing to fix anything. Well, and see, I think it goes back even further. So, granted, the wells that they lost are now in the river. Because, Which, by the way, they never should have been in the river. Right. Well, they are claiming that they were not in the river before because the river was much smaller, but they were in the river bed. Now, how long has the Laurel owned uh, what used to be River Island Water Company? Since 2008, we're now in 2023. So they had plenty of time yep. to dig the wells further away. And they, again, it wasn't financially viable or it wasn't, you know, I don't know what the, the issue well, was. It wasn't financially viable. We're being charged for it. So they didn't uh-huh. even try to do that. No. Um, but yeah, so guys, this is another saga. The saga of the fire hydrant. We don't know if there is enough water. We don't know if the fire hydrant is usable. Um, and of course, again, there's no communication Zero. from the Laurel whatsoever. Zero. None at all. So we'll leave you with this for now and we will speak to you soon. Thank you, Crystal, for coming in. Thank you. So if you um, like what you've listened to so far and you want to know more about us, Please make sure you follow us. You can follow all our press releases at uh, on Facebook at uh, Water Warriors Against the Laurel public page, or you can email us at wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com. We are water warriors is all one word at gmail.com. And now I'll have Crystal say it with an American accent so you guys actually understand what I just said. <laughs> so on Facebook, we are Water Water Warriors Against Del Oro public page. And if you'd like to email us, it's wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com.